Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Athletic Greens. Okay, y'all know Lillian, our chief Annie officer, keeps me scheduled and gives me all the reminders so I don't forget anything. You know what she doesn't have to remind me about? Taking my AG1. AG1 by Athletic Greens truly makes it super simple. You can incorporate all the nutrients you need into your day with just one scoop. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. And all you do is mix one scoop of powder in cold water once a day. I like shaking mine with a couple of cubes of frozen lemon juice for a little extra zing. It's delish. Every scoop is filled with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced quality ingredients that provide all of these major benefits. Listen to this. AG1 supports your gut and mood, boosts energy, helps your immune system, and even supports healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. And if you're traveling a lot like I am this fall, their single serving travel packs are so handy. Just throw a pack in your bag and they make it so easy to bring along with you. You don't have to set a reminder to order it or worry about running out because AG1 is delivered like clockwork every month. So it's so convenient to make it a daily habit. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, AG1 has given you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I live for those travel packs. So go to athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. That's athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Y'all check it out. Today on the show, I get to talk with my dear friend, Bianca Oltoff. She is back for her fifth time on That Sounds Fun. So you can go back and hear more from her starting on episode 18. She was one of our early friends all the way to hear her on TSF Tour live show in July of 22. She's an amazing Bible teacher, a church planner, a leader, host of the We're Going There podcast on the That Sounds Fun Network, and she is all around one of the best friends. Her new book, y'all, it is called Grit Don't Quit, Developing Resilience and Faith When Giving Up Isn't an Option. Have you been there? Me too. We need this book. Bianca's helping us identify how to cultivate perseverance and rebound from loss. She's practical and wise, and we get loud and have a blast together. I cannot wait for y'all to hear all the places this one weaves. So here is my conversation with my friend, Bianca Oltoff. Bianca Oltoff, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. I'm so excited. Well, this is the, the I'm back, but this is the first time that I've been live in the studio with you. Yeah, that's first true. Time. We've first never time. done nope. one because we've been live on stage. Yes. And we've done virtual for all the others. We have. And then you were on my podcast and both yes. times it was via Zoom. This is this our is first great. time. This is this is literally a decade in the making. Yes. I mean, literally <laughs> a decade in the making. Welcome to the pod. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for um, having me. Something that we're going to show in on the internet and show you in a minute okay. is we have a new celebration here. Okay. When someone is on the show for the fifth time, just like Saturday Night Live, we have a Hall of Fame called the Hall of Fun. Oh, my God. I have chills. And we're going to show. <gasps> this is your fifth show. Oh You're the God. first person who's been in the studio since we created the plaque. And we're going to add your name to the plaque. We're going to show the video. We're going to add your name to the plaque today. I am so excited. I'm not, I I'm not even kidding it's you. It's beautiful. I'm, I am so I feel honored. There's like 12 of y'all so far that have been on the show five times. Okay. But you're the first one in person that we get to add to the plaque. Okay. What's wrong with me? Because in my head, I was like, I'm going to make it to seven. Yeah. It'll be p- perfection <laughs> oh, and yeah. completion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. We're doing it. Yeah. I don't know what we'll do when Help people me, start Lord. hitting 10. But <laughs> 10 years of a podcast, people being on five times is very very awesome. So I love thank you it. for doing it. Oh my gosh, Welcome thanks to Nash. For thanks for being here. I, I just want to let you know that I flew here just I for know. you. Stop, 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 stop. No, no, no. You say that as in like it's bad. I feel bad. Stop. You know what? I actually, I didn't fly out of Orange County Airport. I flew out of LAX and I was like, I'm going to do a direct flight to Nashville Great. and I am going to be with Annie live. We've yeah. never had this opportunity. It's been so long Thank since you. I've seen you in person. I know. Um, it was the tour. You, I, yes. I, I saw you at your tour, uh, on your tour out in California, but that was what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, that's right. So I haven't seen you in a year and a half. Yes. This is a long time coming. So I, The internet fools us because I'm like, well, I know everything that's going on and I know how you are. And then you're like, no, you don't. You know what the internet is. Um, but man, I'm really glad to see you. Thank Talk, you. We, before we jump into Grit Don't Quit, will you tell me how church is going? Like, yeah. Church planting in 2023 is the 
backside of the wave of 2020. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. how are y'all? You know, that's such a great question. I will say, I have to give a shout out to Pastor Craig Rochelle because he did a podcast on the four methods of momentum. Okay. I mean, the alliteration in that is so Pastor Craig. Know, he's so wise. He's so, he's so He is like a very much a, like a leadership guru in my life. Yes. But um, he's talking about momentum. One of those momentums were spiritual momentum. And the funny thing is, Annie, like the Lord, we found this like dilapidated movie theater in yeah. 2020. And in faith, we were like, we're going to lease it. And Oh my gosh, you talk about this it. in Grit Don't Quit because yes, yes. the place you were in was oh, like girl girl we we need a I, other podcast I have not heard the stories oh because I was embarrassed I didn't want to tell anyone how ghetto cleaning up body oil from the strippers on Saturday night before oh you had church on Sunday people are going to think I'm lying and it's actually documented no let's also talk about the day that we showed up and we're, we're missing a toilet not a toilet <laughs> seat we're missing a toilet. toilet there's a hole in the place because it was that, a club too and then on was, Sunday morning it y'all was a, a special events location okay. I don't even know what we call it but mm-hmm. it was a special events location so they did like and everything from like concert Concerts, to mariachi festivals, to exotic dancing, clearly that I noted yes. in the book. Yes. Um, it w- so we did not know what we were going to walk into. Side note, there was two kitchens located in our facility that were rented out. One was from an Indian restaurant. One was for a Chinese restaurant. So there was one, there was oh one Sunday during preaching that the Chinese kitchen goes up in flames <gasps> and the alarm is going off and we're just like, just keep preaching. No. Keep preaching because we didn't know what was going on. Right? And there's people with like carts running through the backstage area. <laughs> Any, I can't make this stuff up. You're like, I need yeah. to find a movie theater. <laughs> yes. So COVID happened. We found this building. We renovated it because California, unlike Nashville, we were closed for a really long time in California. Yeah. So um, we launched the church right before COVID. Yes. Um, not prophetic. Not prophetic right. at all. And uh, and then and we were actually closed longer than we were open as a church. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when we opened up, we were in a new city, in a new venue. You had to go like, to a new city even. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Well, and I mean, Orange County's is, big. so It but is. It is. Still. Yeah. I didn't realize y'all moved cities. Andy, when I say it's been an adventure, it's been such uh-huh. an adventure. So to say the spiritual momentum that the Lord has graced us with in this season is beautiful. Yeah. I'm grateful. Uh, as as lead communicator, I think it's a different paradigm that a lot of people still aren't used to. And that's okay. There's Because so you're many... a female? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think that's a model that people are, are not com- – some people are still not comfortable with, and that's fine. I just want people to, like, love the Lord, read his word, and have their lives transformed. And if I can be the person that serves you spiritual food, yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. That's okay. Yeah. That is okay. But for the people that come and make this house a home, it's beautiful, and I'm excited. And fingers crossed – I shouldn't say fingers crossed. Lord willing, we had a prison campus that closed during uh-huh. COVID. Right. We didn't – Annie, it was like overnight, literally overnight, we lost that campus. We invested $75,000 into technology and oh seats and to make this campus really feel like our home yeah. and the team that were there and all the other stuff. And so overnight, we lost that campus. Jeez. We didn't get to tell. There was like, I, I don't want to make this up. You know, preachers, we love to like exaggerate numbers. numbers, numbers. Yeah. No, but for us, this was this was very, we were very proud. There was roughly around 200 people that were coming every single week yeah. to, to the be, prison campus. To the prison campus. Wow. And um, that was in a local prison and in the empire and so all that to say what the lord takes away in one season he brings it back a new strength and i already feel myself getting emotional i can't do this dang it um lord willing we will have two prison campuses by the end of the year no so way. yeah i don't know if it's going to be the end of the year uh, it, 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 there's so much red tape that goes into yeah, this but we course. are we're believing by the end of the year we'll not have one campus back but we'll have two yeah. and uh, the, the the location that we left they brought us back and they want to give us a bigger room oh and new technology. And we're just like, it's 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 beautiful. It's are they beautiful. both women's prisons? Or one's they... men and one's okay. women. Okay. Yeah. We do a lot uh, with God Behind Bars at yeah. a women's prison here okay. in Nashville through Crosspoint. And it is so sweet. I mean, you tell a story about a woman who you saw serving in your church yeah. after or serving— um, no, she she came to our church and yeah, we yeah, baptized yeah. her. We That's actually right. had a pop up event in Austin, Texas, and so <gasps> that she, was it. That was she it. drove Sorry. and we yes. were able to baptize her, and it was just it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. So sweet. Yeah. And so we have women who, after God behind bars, after their time in prison, they end up going to our church, and it's it feels like you're getting to do this really special thing. Yeah. I mean, I get letters. From yeah. people yes. who are seeing my sermons. Yes, yes, um, yes. There's like a portal. There is. And I thought, man, we're wow. getting to serve this community yes. of people yes. who need hope. Yes. And it was it's so sweet. I um, love that. Okay, so how many Sundays are you teaching a year? I would give a percentage. Okay. I'm, I'm about 70 to 75. Okay. And who else is teaching? 
We have a teaching team, and I, we're just really passionate. I'm passionate about raising the next generation yeah. and using their voices. So what we'll see yep. in a lot of church paradigms, and there's nothing wrong with it, but naturally, they'll take the voice of the senior pastor. Yeah. So it's almost like the, the youth pastor is like the micro version of the senior yeah. pastor. Yeah. What I really have been super passionate about is I have run now, this is my fourth cohort of uh, teaching and preaching workshop that I do, okay. and it's over the course of six months, and I wow. take select leaders that I just feel, hey, there is a communication gift on your life. Yeah. I don't know if it's for preaching and teaching, but come run with me. Yeah. And so, I mean, Annie, I'm hardcore. I give them assignments. There's peer review. I pick wow. apart. I'm like, you didn't hit scripture until eight minutes in. Yeah. If this is a Bible study and you have 25 minutes to give, you have already squandered a fourth of your time. Yeah. Where's the word of God? Like, I will literally go Smart through. Um, we talk about theology. We talk about the Holy Spirit. We talk about exegetical understanding before yeah. doing like a topical uh, passage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, every person that communicates that is from our, what I'll consider our home team, yeah. has a unique voice. But the voice of the house is very... The voice of the house. Yes. That's really good. And so the voice of the house is we love making the Bible come alive. Yeah. We are passionate about the Word of God, so we're going to use a lot of Scripture. Yeah. Um, I actually have a rubric that I ask for people, like, I want you to take a look at your sermon, and I need there to be... And we're also very story-driven yes. because it connects. That's what Jesus preached. I was yes. like, I need at least 50% of your content to be biblical. Yeah. Explanation, proclamation, or understanding. Okay. Then you can bring in story and maybe personal revelation that the Lord showed you, yeah. or you can use a historical re reference or another right. pastor. Right. But I really need that to be very heavy with like, this is our voice, not Bianca's yeah. voice. Yeah. This is our voice. So I heard one of the older players on the U.S. women's national team do an interview after they lost that last game. Mm. And she said, one of the things we have always told ourselves is these are borrowed jerseys. <laughs> and our job is to wear this now and then give it to the next generation. And I have Ooh. thought about that in ministry since I heard her say that this oh, weekend. That's so I was great. like, oh, I, all I'm doing is wearing a borrowed jersey. And all oh, we want to so do with the network is pass off jerseys. And all we're doing at Crosspoint is are we are we yeah. wearing borrowed jerseys in a way that is setting the next team up to yeah. win? And you're I'm what you're teaching me is some amazing ways to do that. Your Bible boyfriend is Paul. It is. People have some, which LOL, because you and I have talked for have. an actual decade about Peter and Paul. Yes. How do you talk about being the lead communicator? Hello. The pastor of your Hello. church. And Hello. your Bible boyfriend is the one that everybody uses to say women shouldn't teach men. Yeah. Okay. This is how I have kind of like processed it. Before we even started the church, people had, it was a bigger conversation. Paul specifically speaks about women teaching men. And so... The pastoring component is something completely on top of that. But people have had issues with me communicating the word of God since I started when I was 23. Yeah. yeah. And for a long time, I really like wrestled through and thought I was in sin. And um, yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like we're wrong? Yeah, I uh, did. Uh -huh. I did. And um, I'm going to say what I walked through in experience and then I'll say, how like where I land now. But in that experience, I remember very vividly, uh, my dad had invited, I worked for an anti-human trafficking organization called A21. Yes. And on one mission Sunday, my dad had invited me to come in and speak about A21. Well, at you, his church, at his church, yes, historically conservative women are not pastors. Women are not in executive leadership and women don't preach to men. And so he brought me in, but it was, uh, it was like on mission Sunday. Yeah. So you can't speak about injustice without a framework of a biblical understanding. So I open up and I um, start preaching out of Isaiah and I had men stand up, turn their backs and like walk out. And probably men you've known because whole it's life. your dad's church. My yeah. whole life. Dude. My whole life, yeah. yeah. So um, after that, it was like, it was really like a mind bender for me. And yeah. so- uh, I would have sobbed. I would have actually sobbed. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And then I went to my dad's office and I'm like, am I wrong? Uh-huh. Right. And, I, and then I brought, I felt like I brought shame. So in Hispanic culture, like you never want to bring shame to your family. And so I'm thinking like I brought shame to my dad, shame to the church, shame to God. And as I was processing it afterwards and journaling and praying, I realized one day I'm going to have to meet my maker and he's going to ask me what I did with his son. And I really had to wrestle with saying I would rather err on the side of telling people about Jesus than not. 
And so if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm going to be so wrong. I'm going to be so wrong. But so many people are going to hear the gospel of God, right? Wow. So that's what kind of have released me. And I know, I, again, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. That's totally fine. Some right. people like Rocky Road ice cream. Some people like bubblegum. I think bubblegum ice cream is disgusting. But everyone likes a certain flavor, right? right? So I might not be everyone's flavor. That's okay. Now, as lead communicator at our church and sitting in a role of church planter and pastor for the Father's House in Orange County, it's been for me, I've read a couple books. Um, Pastor Brady wrote a book on Let Her Lead. Chris Valentin wrote a book called Let Her Reign. And so one of the, Chris's insights, which I thought was really fascinating, was when Paul wrote to a Greek church, a Roman church, and a Jewish church, how he addressed women were all very differently. Yeah. And he's talking about cultural context. And so— if you take a look at the, in light of scripture of how much that Paul affirmed women, yep. it doesn't really line up that Paul would be misogynistic. Yes. And so, and, and and we have to believe that Paul was under the auspice and authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's no greater liberator to women than Jesus. Yes. Paul was, Paul was just bringing structure in. Yes. So that's how I understand it. And like, if I get to heaven and Paul's like, Oy vey, Bianca, what did you do? <laughs> Why did you do this? I hope and- <laughs> he does. I, he's going to say that to me for eight reasons. <laughs> I am sure of it. But then I'd rather, but I'll, I'd rather say, you know, when I meet him, like, thank you. And even if you don't agree with what I did, I'm really proud of the life that I lived, lived telling people about Jesus. Yes. yes. And if for people that are watching this online, I keep on like, dr- like tapping my eye. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I don't know what's wrong, but my eye won't stop. Yeah. Watering. Why is it just since I don't you've know. been here? You know what it is? It's Nashville. I know. You guys and your, si- and your ragweed in the air. Yes, my sinuses go a little crazy. Is. So yeah. Um, tell her story by Nijay Gupta. Have you read that one yet? <gasps> oh my gosh. It's on my list to read. Somebody recommended Dude, it. Okay. When I tell it, it's he does such a beautiful job of going, okay, here's what Paul said one time. Yep. Here's what Paul modeled with his life. Yep. And so you have to put look at the whole thing and look at that. And he says a thing at the end that I didn't cry the whole time I read the book. I just was very like learning. And he's coming on the podcast and I want him on. And so I need to read it. And he says at the and maybe the first sentence of the last chapter, he says, what men say that women can't do, the Bible says they already did. <gasps> that is so good, Annie. What, the, what men say women can't do, the Bible says they already did. They've already, come on. And so, you know who has really good here's research? What, it's also out? not just men who are saying women can't do it. There are women who are saying oh, women oh, can't do honey. it. So, this isn't us versus them. Right. This is, there is a group of Christians yeah. who say, the Bible says this, therefore women can't teach men. Yes. And there are other Christians <laughs> who say where you and I would be is the bigger picture says yes. women have every gift that the Bible offers. Yes. As do men. Yes. And the healthiest families yeah. are led by men and women yeah. leading the children yes. toward a good adulthood. And I just want to be one of the mothers. And the church says, hallelujah. <laughs> yes, Annie. Yeah, and that is, I mean, I'm, I'm like... We would never tell mothers not to mother. Yeah. Don't tell mothers not to mother. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do know. That's I good. actually do know. That's good, Annie. We wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, I love your, even if, even if we're wrong. I love your life. <laughs> the thing I want to say to the Lord is I went too hard. Yes. That's yes. He, it, the only thing he's going to accuse me of and you of when we get there. Doing the doing most. Doing too much. <laughs> Do, I did the most. Bianca, you did the most. And I said, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank he's you. He's like, you're going to mow the grass for about 300 years because it was too much. <laughs> But you're in, and I appreciate it. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, that's I, I. I've never thought of it like that, and that is such a helpful. If you're going to go too hard for the gospel, just let me be wrong hard. that way. Let me be you wrong know? that way. Yeah. Don't let me be wrong because I. I should have said something, and I didn't. And now someone has led a life and lived a life of sin because they didn't know they didn't they didn't know the truth of the gospel. So yeah. let me get it wrong know. for the let glory of God. Right. <laughs> let me get it wrong for the glory of God. Oh, I love that. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Allie and Bess. I've been loving my new pieces from Allie and Bess. Their famous stretch bracelets and beaded necklaces come in the most beautiful colors and make it super easy to wear jewelry every day. Are y'all as ready for football season as I am? I am V-ready. I think it starts this weekend, y'all. 
It does. It starts this weekend. And Allie and Best has got our accessories ready, y'all, with the launch of their best-selling game day collection. They designed bracelet and necklace stacks for over 50 team color combinations so you can represent the colors you love. Red and black over here, you know it. Your local elementary and high school colors, your favorite college or pro team, whoever you love to cheer on, they've got them all. I've got the whole Athens collection, that red and black go dogs, and I'm so excited to wear these pieces all season long. They're brand new tailgate stacks in the collection are even sweatproof and waterproof so you can tailgate in them all day long the athens tailgate stack of bracelets y'all with some dainty and some chunkier styles will take any game day outfit up a notch if you're new to ally and best let me tell you they have the sweetest story they met working in the medical field and in 2019 these two best friends started making bracelets together just as a hobby you know how we feel about hobbies around here they didn't plan for it to become a business but god had other plans their bracelets caught the eye of friends family and the rest of the internet on an accidental Instagram post that went super viral. And now four years later, they've created an inspiring community employing local refugees as the artisans who make their pieces. The Alley and Best team has been longtime listeners of the pod. We love y'all too. So they wanted to do something super special for all of us. Now they are offering you, friends in their friend group, 30% off your order with the code Annie30, A-N-N-I-E-3-0. So you can shop all of their pieces as well as an exclusive collection just for us at shopalleybest.com slash TSF. That link and all the links you could ever hope for are conveniently in the show notes below, or you can find them every Friday in our AFD Week in Review, so make sure you check those out. And another amazing partner I get to tell you about, Simply Modern. Now, I haven't been hanging out on social media too much lately, but I am here for back-to-school pics and posts of my mini BFFs. What a fun time of year. Oh my gosh, my like old school teacher heart loves this time of year, especially getting outfitted with all the supplies you need for the school year. You may have seen Simple Modern's 40-ounce Trek tumbler with the handle or some of their other awesome products at Target, Walmart, or Amazon. They are the perfect brand for getting back into your routine this fall. Simple Modern is not only tumblers either. They've got backpacks and drinkware and lunch bags and so many fun colors and designs, and they partner with Disney, Marvel, and more. Maybe the best part is that they give 10% of their profits to organizations and nonprofits that are committed to causes like solving the water crisis and fighting human trafficking and ending homelessness. I love that. I also love when water bottles keep my water cold, and that simple modern tumbler keeps its promise. It's a game changer, especially when it is as hot as it has been outside. So go to simplemodern.com slash that sounds fun and and by sharing your email, you'll get a unique discount code just for you, and you can bundle and save for back to school. This should be your go-to brand for your family. Okay, now back to our conversation with Bianca Oltoff. Okay, Grit Don't Quit. What book is this? Four? Four. Well done. Thank you, friend. You're an amazing writer. Thank you. As I was reading this, there was a couple of spots. I mean, I literally wrote on my notes. I love it. Such a good writer. Oh. I mean, such a good writer. You're such a good writer. It makes it very easy to read. Okay. Hold on. I'm really flattered right now, and I need to tell you, like, that means a lot coming from you. Oh, well, I think you. I've really struggled in, like, being okay with my voice and uh, my written voice and my spoken voice, and I fought so hard for it. So thank yes. you from oh. one writer to another. That means You're a lot. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. This whole book is about not giving up. Mm. is about having grit. One of my questions, let me go to page 11 so I can ask you my exact question. <laughs> For those that are listening, Annie has literally put like post-it notes oh, all across yeah. the book. This makes me feel so loved because yes. post-it notes Every are my love girl. language. How are resilience and grit different for Christians? <gasps> oh my gosh, so I love this. Okay, so as I've been talking about this and thinking about this, I wish I would have added this. So now all your podcast yes. listeners are going to get like the bonus yes. on the floor, on the That's cutting right. room floor uh, content. So... A resilience and grit are the world's definition of perseverance and endurance. Ah. And so— Yeah, because my Peloton instructors, who I don't know where they are in their faith, they talk about resilience and grit all the time. All the so time. This isn't a Christian concept. No. No, 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 no. And so there's been so much great research about defining what grit is uh -huh. and who has grit. But what I thought was really missing was the narrative of like, yeah, but how do you get it? Yeah. And we in our culture, we have ascribed, oh, that person's gritty and it could be socioeconomic or that person's gritty and it could be business. Yeah. It's almost as if resilience has been allocated to people of poverty when I'm like, no, 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 it's poverty or privilege. Interesting. Poverty or privilege. Like you will see gritty and resilient people, but we also see that in the scope of Scripture. Yeah. Poverty of any kind does require more from you, right? Yes. Poverty of spirit, poverty of yes. friendship, poverty of money. Yes. You, doesn't that require more? 
Because if I can't get from here to the airport, I'm either walking or I'm paying for an Uber. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one's going to cost me more and grow more grit in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So as a Christian, what makes perseverance and uh, endurance different? What makes resilience and grit different? Well, the world is telling us that it's in our strength. And the most beautiful thing for followers of Jesus, and I know that everyone who listens to this podcast is not a believer, and that's totally fine. But listen, this is one amazing benefit. Like there's a lot of benefits to being a believer in Jesus. But one of the greatest benefits that we have is an understanding that this is not in our strength. Yeah, Annie, at lunch, we're going to talk about all the things that are really going on deep in my my life, in my world. And people look at me and they're like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, it is because the Spirit of God has gone before me. When Paul writes, oh, here I'm talking about my Bible boyfriend again. All right. All right. Listen, Paul says when he speaks about a peace that passes all understanding, Annie, I've preached that passage before, but I've never known that. I'm telling you in this season of my life, I have a peace that passes all understanding. That is the outworking of the Holy Spirit. So no matter what we are dealing with in our lives, I'm not trying to dismiss pain. I'm not going to talk about like loss doesn't matter. No, no, no. I'm saying in spite of that, yeah. we have an advocate, we have a comforter, we have one that intercedes for us at the throne of Jesus. Yes, That is what, for those that feel like I'm not naturally resilient, I'm not naturally gritty, I'm not a gritty gangster, I'm not somebody of perseverance. Yeah, You and yourself may not be, but unlock the gift that, that God has given us. Paul says in Romans 10 that the same, I'm speaking about Paul again, know, here we go. You love him. The same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the grave lives in you. Yeah. If that is true, if that is re- like, if we really believe the yeah. words of Paul, no matter what is in our lives, though it might be painful, might you know, feel like loss, might make us feel blue, we have a strength that the world does not understand. And I yeah. want people to know you don't have to do it in your own strength. You can right. give it to you can give it to the Lord literally and he will give you strength. Tell me why this is the theme that the Holy Spirit is saying to women right now. You, Hosanna, I mean there mm. are the or something the, in the water. The joy of my seat mm-hmm. is I read everybody's books <laughs> and I hear everybody's albums. <laughs> and so I see themes because I yeah. read all the books and I go these women didn't have a meeting and go, you know what we need to talk mm-hmm. about in the fall of 23? Mm-hmm. We need women to be resilient. Mm. That hasn't happened before. Why is that happening? You know, I'm going to be cautious with my words, but I'll just say it. I think that there's a, we can call them prophets, maybe. Okay. It's people who put their ears to the ground and what's the rumbling underneath? Yes. And so I would say that Hosanna is one of those people. I think that there's some music that's coming out as well. But for me, to take a look at the cultural landscape, for this cultural moment, what am I seeing? Yeah. And what are some things and ways that I can provide practical handles for people to love the Lord and live a life of fullness? Yeah. So Hosanna is doing this with spiritual disciplines, and I'm doing this with like some open a can of whoop bars yeah. and saying, no, 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 you're stronger than you think. Yes. You're stronger than you think. This is how we get there. So I had a conversation with a woman, uh, much like this, across from a table at a coffee shop, and she was going through a divorce, and she said, but I'm not like you. Because I was encouraging her. And she's like, but I'm not like you. And I didn't know what that meant. And she said, well, you know, you had to be resilient. Like you were born in East Los Angeles and your family didn't have money and you're the daughter of immigrants. And I'm like, dude, when did it become about like my personal history? The same power that resurrected Jesus from the grave is in me and it's in you. So really walking her through this understanding. She was in a very dark place and hers was uh, contemplating her life through suicide. And um, I think that coming out of COVID— I started to, and and listening to people, the cries of the people. Moses said, the Lord told him, I have heard the cries of my people. And the cries of the people became Moses' calling. Yeah. And I'm listening to the cries of the people, and that has become my calling. I've got to put language around people and just, I can't sit across every coffee table with everyone, but I can give you a book that is practical and biblical and scientific to help you really get a grip on like, how do I not quit when all I want to do is throw in the towel? Yeah, I I think I just didn't, because I'm not writing a trade book like this right now, I'm not listening like that. Mm. And the other thing that we cannot do is write a book that comes out when it comes out knowing what we needed when it comes. Hello. You wrote this book 
a year and a, a year half ago. ago. Yes, yes. And so there is no world because everybody listening, there's a process. You mm-hmm. write the book and you turn it in and it gets edited and then you do another round and then they edit it again and then so it's it, the longest process. It's the best conversation to have with new authors because they're yeah. like, I want to write a book and I'm like, if you get a deal, dear everyone, <laughs> if you get a deal in August of 23, that book is coming out in, in 25. S- spring of 25. Yep. Yep. So if you want it out by Christmas, you better self-publish. Thank yeah, you, girl. We should have a whole podcast about that. That's it because people are like, I've got to tell my story and I'm like, it'll be available yeah. in 2025. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, so because of that, I'm not, that isn't what I'm paying attention to. Mm. I'm paying attention to some other rumblings. Mm. I just can't sort yet. Maybe I don't want to sort why we need perseverance so mm. much right now. What is about to happen with God and the planet that he is saying to you, to Brandy Wilson with Better Than Okay, yeah. to Sissy Goff with A Worry-Free Parent. Yes. I mean, he is saying, mm-hmm. y'all, Dr. Russell Moore, I mean, all these books are saying, y'all have got to get in scripture. You've got to settle down mm-hmm. and you've got to hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, hey, what is coming? I'm saying what is here. Ah. With a tap, a touch, a swipe, we can get something at our doorstep. We can get groceries at our doorstep. We can get Amazon at our doorstep. We can get a hookup at our doorstep. That's it. Everything is, is so I love when you told people not to make out, by the way. We're going to talk about it. I <gasps> okay, died laughing. Okay, when you're okay. like, you know what ain't going to make us better? Make it out. I was like... <laughs> Well, and I also told on myself because I made all those decisions, all yes. those mistakes that I said, yes. hey, yo, don't do. Yes. I've done. Yes. So like it's coming from a posture, not a judgment, yes. but of like stupidity. Loved it. But um, we can get all that at our doors. Yes, saying. we Sorry. can get all that now. So then we've lost the art of waiting. We've lost the the gift that it is to persevere because I mean, another Pauline reference, but it is the process that leads us to perseverance. And Paul says that that's a gift. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah. And so I think that we've lost the art of sticking in a church when someone hurts your feelings, yeah. sticking in a marriage when you're tired of smelling them, sticking it out in parenting when your child, you just want to beat your child to next week, mm-hmm. sticking in a friendship that you've had for a number of years, but you know what? Things have changed. People have changed. Yep. But instead of having hard conversations, we just write them off or ghost yes, them or me. give up. No, no. We, we are losing out a lot of richness because we're just giving up. We don't want to do the hard. I need you to know I'm doing that right now. Mm. And some girls at dinner last night did the kindest thing to me and just like stuck it to me. And they said, number one, this looks like high school. And yeah. Whoa. I know. And they said, and number two, you didn't set a boundary. You made a boundary and you didn't share it. And Like, wait, wait, wait. To clarify, mm-hmm. you made a boundary in your head, but you didn't clarify I said, it. To- I'm done here. Okay. I'm not in this friendship anymore. Got this it. This isn't working for me. Got it. And I walked. And they were like, well, part of the reason this is looking the way it's looking, the immaturity of it, is that you set a boundary you didn't communicate. Oof. I mean, I thought, I literally, when we were done eating, I said, I'd like to thank you both <laughs> for saying really hard stuff. To, like, that is hard to say to a friend. And they said two pretty challenging things. Wow. But it's because I walked, yeah. instead of having a hard conversation, mm-hmm. to see if there is perseverance worth market on the other side. You want to know it's so beautiful about this and this is I mean I don't know where we're going with this podcast but I <laughs> me think neither, that what, 27 what, in I'm having a great time. <laughs> me too I'm having the best time. One of the things when you write a book on quitting yeah. it's like I have to talk about like well when do you quit? You know, because oh, I wrote that. How do we know when the doors oh, close? Look, you're such a good interviewer. Wow, Page we're 58 so... to 60 you give us a chart. <laughs> Girl, I love me a good chart. Okay, yeah. I love me a chart, and I also and this is this is the only book that I've done an appendix because there was things that I wanted to include. Because I told my editor, I was like, "Dude, I need to make sure people aren't saying I'm going to stay in a dysfunctional marriage, I'm going to stay in a dysfunctional job, or stay in a dysfunctional friendship." I, that's not what I'm advocating. I'm yeah. just saying. What's the process that we go through yep. to see what alters and changes in our life? Yep. So I have a disclaimer right after chapter four, and it's a Kenny Rogers line. Yes. You have to know when to hold him and know when know to fold him. Know when to hold him and when to fold him, yes. And so I want to make sure that, like, hey, if there is infidelity, if there is abuse, right. if there's these right. things, like, please. Like, I- I'm not saying that we stay through that. And then also at the end of the book, I help people walk through questions to ask before we quit. Yeah. And that could be leaving a church. That could be leaving a friendship. That could be... I hate to say this, but leaving a marriage. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter in the scope of the, our, this cultural moment, people are going to make the decisions that they're going to make. Let's try to help people make the best decisions yeah. that they can make. Yeah. So uh, it, you had mentioned like the chart. I, I, I do think that there are wise ways that we could, let's use 
let's workshop this situation with some friends. Yeah. I don't write this in the book, but I am a, f- a firm and ardent believer that relationship and community is wildly important. Yeah. We have to do a good job at classifying. So um, I start off with like casual friends, then there's close friends, and then there's core friends. Oh, now, that's casual good. friend is somebody that you might see at the gym or maybe your kids are on the same team. You might go on a picnic one day or follow each other on social media. You'll get someone, coffee once and one, say we'll do it again and yes, then don't. Yes. Yeah. And you don't have a bad, you, there's no bad blood. There's yeah. no beef. It's fine. It's just, but Not it's marginal. Yeah. Exactly. And and the expectations for each other are very much the same. The, where it gets sticky is a close friend. So a close friend is someone that you do actually are in community with. Maybe it's a, like a, a small group at your church or you serve on a ministry together. Yeah. Maybe you've gone on a couple mission trips. Maybe you might have even gone on vacation once or twice or your kids hang out. There's definitely more touch points within this. Then there's core friends. Scientifically speaking, we only have capacity for three to five people in this core group of friends. Yeah. What happens is that people move from core to close and if we aren't having conversations it could lead to a cluster so what I heard it happened is that you gave somebody access that didn't give you the same level of access or the same level of attention or fill in the gap I don't know what happened I'm not trying to to guess but there was something (laughs) in your life that you said I'm giving more than I'm receiving and that's okay but I'm drawing a boundary what didn't happen? An uncommunicated boundary. It, yep. Yes. And so let's add a little Bible and a little bit of communication. Matthew eighteen fifteen says, "If your brother's offended you, go and talk to them about yeah. it." What does that require? Maturity. Why are people quitting? We want to be immature. Yeah. That's Truth. why they said yep. you're acting like we're you're in high school. It's and you it's have some lacking maturity, and you have some really really good friends. I, I have thought about it for twelve hours, mm. or I've been like, they are so right. Mm. The reason this in they are so right. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. biblically, I should. Well, I don't like to should people around here, but biblically, mm. my move, it is not about how long this friendship keeps going. Mm-hmm. It is if someone has offended you, go to them. Yeah. Go to them. Yeah. And you know what can really be amazing, which we're not talking about enough, is that let's say you were a core, you you guys were core friends. You have the conversation like realistically, the level of reciprocity doesn't feel balanced. And I just wanted to be honest with you. What you can discover is a really good close friend or a really good casual friend. Yes. Once those boundaries are set, it's just like, oh, I know where you land in my totem pole of friends. And and it's the same. You and I have a mutual friend where we had that conversation. Where, wow. where we said, I said, You're, you have me here. I can't meet the expectation. And so I'm disappointing you a lot. And she said, oh, and you have me here. And I feel like I'm not being cared for. And I was like, we got to let's adjust. Wow. It was a beautiful conversation. And, it was and you guys, so you helpful. guys are, are good now. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know exactly where we fit. Yep. So I'm not letting that. her down I, and yep. she's not letting me down. Yep. And so it, it, it does not look the way it looked. But it is healthy yeah. for both of us. And so when we see each other, we know exactly where we fit. I love that. So glad to see it's you. So, so great. It was so helpful. And so, yeah, that was really one of, that was my top question as I was reading this because perseverance requires us to keep going when we want to quit. Mm-hmm. We aren't meant to keep going in everything forever. Yeah. And yes. that is hard to sort out because did God, t- did God close this door to this workout class 45 minutes in, even though it goes for an hour? <laughs> I feel like the Lord told me to get in my car, you know, but he didn't. So how do you suss out the Lord's voice mm. versus our own desires? I'll use the word our own flesh. Yeah. How do you suss out that? Okay. So I'm going to make this a little biblical and then a little bit practical. Yeah. So I wrote a chapter on what I refer to as a holy hunch. You yeah. know, it, discerning the voice of God feels yes. very overwhelming and intimidating yeah. to people. So I, again, just wanted to make it very practical. What are ways that we can hear from God? Of course, literally, like through his, through the literature of his word. Uh, God's word is active and alive, sharper than yep. any two-edged sword. Yep. The pierce bone and marrow. Like I'm an advocate. God speaks through his word. But God speaks corporately, which is why it's important we go to church. God speaks communally, which is why we need like small groups or good friends. But God speaks personally. And so I walk people through, how do you hear God personally? Yeah. And I, um, I want to push people to really seek out the voice of God because I I do believe that the Lord is honest when he says those who call upon me, I will answer. Yes. I want to take him for his word. Yes. So I'm going to push that. So that's the biblical side. But then the practical side of discerning like, hey, when is it time to leave? I, I This is in the appendix. It's not in the book because it felt weird to talk about when to quit when I wrote a book I about not it. quitting. Yeah. But in I the appendix, I talk about like, here's a couple questions. Number one, is it me? Yeah. So sometimes we think that our time at this job is done or the time in our this dating relationship is done or our yep. marriage or fill in the gap. Yep. But the question is, 
is it the situation or is it me? Yeah. Am I discontent? Is there something in me that I, uh, I will never be satiated mm-hmm. or satisfied? Mm-hmm. So that's a super important question. And sometimes we might need some help getting a counselor or a therapist or a good trusted friend or a mentor to help walk through what are some spots that we don't see in I our mean, life. I mean, I don't quit when I'm healthy. I don't quit unless someone else agrees with me. Yes. That's so good. That's wisdom. Yeah. That's wisdom. That's because wisdom. Because I don't, I'm with you. It's yep. often they're like, no, you just want to quit because you're tired. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Another great question to ask is being able to identify what exactly is frustrating me. What yeah. exactly is frustrating yeah. me? Yeah. So, um, and my, my, my counselor always asks, like, what's the issue behind the issue? Oh, right. So, Mine is always like, I don't care what you're doing. I want to know why you're doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to, we can't just feel this nebulous thing like, oh, I'm tired. I want to quit. Well, what is it about the situation that's making you tired? Identify the problem. Then ask, is this me? And then this is the third question that I think is wildly important. Can I fix this? Yeah. Right. Because you might be the answer to your problem. You yeah. might be the solution to the yeah. question. Yeah. So uh, that, that puts onus on us that puts responsibility on us that yeah. is maturity and yeah. again we're talking about maturity not being a thing that we really want right now right um, question number four which is, i just want everybody to confess to themselves we don't always want maturity no it's not easier no and it is totally okay to go oh you know the reason i'm doing it like this i don't want to be mature about this i want to be immature about this this was easier when i was 10 exactly so exactly like, tell yourself the truth it's okay. okay my counselor gave me this question this is not a question in the book this is just another freezy and funsy for the podcast listeners but my counselor had said, is this easy or is this right? Oh, right. And so I'm like, I have to choose the right. Right. I, ha- I have to CTR this. I have to choose the right on yeah, this one yeah. because I'm, we're prone for easy. Yeah. Question number four is, is this the best decision for my future? Wow. This is the one people don't want to answer. No. Is this the best decision for my future? No. Because then that forces us to weigh, like, wait a minute, should I stay? Yeah, because walking out of that class at 45 minutes will exactly. feel better, but exactly. that's not going to fix me in the future. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then, again, this is question number five. This was a hard one. I actually learned this. Um, theologically, I was raised in a very, like, conservative church with a conservative family. So yeah. this language was very foreign to me, but my gosh, it has been amazing, eye-opening. I was at a job, and I was so overwhelmed, and I just felt like, clearly, this is not of the Lord, because it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. My, my gauge and metrics for quitting was, it shouldn't be this hard. I'm mm. a, I am a true Enneagram 7. Same. Moment of conflict, I'm like, it's a sign from God. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she looked at me, and she looked up from her laptop, and she said— Your boss? No, it was a coworker. Oh, a coworker. A coworker who's, I think, like 10 years younger than me. Wow. She looked at me very seriously, and she said, are you released? And I was like, mm, I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, what do you mean? And she went to talk about like this concept that's not stated in the Bible, but we do see this like hand over Jacob as he wrestles with the Lord. Yeah. And then the hand comes off. And when the hand comes off, then he can move forward. Uh. So she explained this to me. It's just like... If you don't feel like the hand of the Lord is off of you to move forward, then stay and wrestle. Wow. And so uh, so I stayed in this job another two years Jeez. until I was released. I stayed. I have stayed in churches. I have stayed in friendships yeah. because I didn't feel like I was released. Yeah. And this is going to require us hearing the Holy Spirit. This is going to require us being rooted in the Word of God because you, you could answer all those four questions and feel justified with a green light. But if you are not released— I believe I believe in free will. I believe that we can make decisions and I believe yeah. that people are making decisions that are easy but not right. Yeah. So those are those are two vetting process. Hearing yeah. hearing God and then also uh, asking ourselves these, yeah. these five critical questions. Yeah. And and community. I have to have community to help me mm-hmm. make those decisions because my I mean I wrote a whole book looking for love yes. about quitting. <laughs> I mean like uh, my community has to tell me you can quit now. Mm. Or You've got to keep going. Yeah. Like they did last night. Yeah. You cannot walk away from this like mm. this. You can walk away from this. You cannot walk away like this. Yeah. And I find that I am most deceptive to myself about perseverance. It's probably mm. the thing that I'm most deceptive to myself about, mm. about what I should quit and what I should pursue. Mm. Is that weird? No, it's not at all. It's honest. You know what that shows? Maturity. Oh. Man, good. I need well, a few ownership, areas. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, ownership of it makes you realize it. Like yeah. a friend of mine had a skin disorder that it started small and it just kept on growing, but she saw the same thing all the time. And uh, it wasn't until someone said, hey, that's not normal. Right. And so the fact, and then once she saw it, then she started treating it. So you yeah. see it. Guess what? Now you treat it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it.
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about another amazing partner, Ritual. Okay, so I find this fascinating. Did you know that you can swallow skincare? If your bathroom countertops look anything like mine, it is covered with skincare options and solutions. We're not obsessed, right? We're just passionate and thoughtful. We put a lot of stuff on our skin, but now there's something new to just pop into your mouth and enhance your skincare routine from the inside out. It's Ritual's Hyacera, which combines hyaluronic acid and ceramides in a once-daily nested capsule. Y'all know this about me, but Ritual has been my go-to multivitamin for a long time now because of their traceable ingredients and that minty tab. So when they said, we've also got something that will support your skin's health, I said, great. Hyacera contains two of the best clinically studied ingredients that have been shown to help give you glowy skin and hydrate that skin all in one daily vanilla scented capsule. Ceratique, a plant oil extract from France that can help reduce fine lines and Hyabest, a lower molecular weight hyaluronic acid from Japan that helps promote hydrated skin. It's so good. Aging like fine wine and making your skincare a little simpler every day. Hyacera from Ritual is a skin supplement you can actually trust. Ritual is offering my friends 30% off during your first month. So visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun to start Ritual or add Hyacera to your lineup today. And one last incredible partner to tell you about, Shopify. One thing I love doing Bridging y'all to amazing people and resources that are fun and help you thrive. That's what this podcast does, and I couldn't do it without a ton of help from amazing people. So when I wanted to start selling things online, I found the perfect business partner. Yep, that's Shopify. Shopify is the commercial platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a dining room table entrepreneur like I was early on or you're IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling cross-stitching creations from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., including us. And Shopify is truly a global force, powering not just ShopAnnieFDowns.com, but also our friends at Rothy's in Brooklyn and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. So sign up today for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash sounds fun. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sounds fun to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Bianca. In the book, you tell the story of when Paul was stuck in Malta. And was waiting in Malta. Yeah. I have you. We all know that I don't spend a ton of time researching Paul, but I have not paid attention to this part. And this is where you tell people not to make out, which I thought was such a trick. I mean, you are one of the reasons you have to pastor your whole life is you're so good at acronyms and lists. And, oh, thank you. And so you're like, here's what you do when you're waiting you work out, you get out, you clean out, you go out, you sing out. You have to make it memorable because yeah. pe- people are going to come to church and then they're going to leave and they're going to forget it. So That's I want right. to make it like, That's right. get it. And then you say, but here's Here's what you don't do. Freak out, make out, check out, or take out. Yep. So will you talk about where does our body fit in perseverance? Mm. Why working out? Why does that? Ooh, girl, we're going to get sciency. Yeah. We're going to get sciency. Please and sciency do. is not a word. So everyone who thought maybe I was smart just <laughs> proved it that nope, I was homeschooled. You are smart. You are smart. <laughs> um, okay. So there is, first of all, anyone who knows me, I, they're going to say, well, yeah, Bianca, you like to work out. But what they don't understand is I like to work out because of how I feel in my, not just in my body, what I feel in my brain. Uh What we need to let people know and or remind people of is that there is a flushing out of toxins and a release of chemicals within our body that help us think more clearly. And to be honest with you, Annie, if I'm feeling stuck or I feel like I can't hear God. I have to work out. Oh my gosh! If I go on a walk, it, okay. Well, let's he's talk about both of somehow. Let's talk about both of those because yeah. what to do in the waiting? I, I put what to do in the waiting. Go out. Yeah. You have to be in nature. When the psalmist says that the creation speaks of who God is, yeah. when there is eco theology, that's a whole other topic for another day. But how we sense God wow. in the environment, eco theology, girl. I'm can I tell you? Go- Google I, that so hard. Okay, I'm gonna tell myself right now. 
I had this BMW car, and it was like a little sports car. I remember. I freaking loved it. Yeah. And I traded it in to get an electric car because I read a book on eco-theology, and it wrecked me. I am the girl that goes through trash. I was at a wow. party. I was at a party, and I was so appalled because there was two trash cans. One's clearly trash. One's recycling. I went through the recycling and pulled out all the trash because it's messed with me. Yeah. If we, as believers, we need to be at the— This is another podcast for another oh, day, baby. Man, we got a series. But Will you do an eco-theology series on your show? Oh my gosh, I have chills. Maybe that's a sign. Holy oh, Spirit Hunch. I, I should love, do it. Yes. So now I am driving an electric car. I recycle like it is part of wow. my responsibility to love the Lord. Wow. And this is not just about like thinking about future generations. This is about thinking about my now. Yeah. And how I love God now and how I love yeah. the world now. Yeah. He's given us this beautiful world and we're so dismissive of right. it. Right. So so when you're out in nature, Annie, and you feel like if I want to hear God, I go for a walk. That is actually biblical, and it's also scientific. When you are out in nature, you are realigning your circadian rhythm. We are familiar with those uh, sundials. Sundial, right. Do you know that our bodies are natural sundials? So when we are out in nature, we align. So if you're jet lagged, you're going to want to take off your shoes, stand on grass, and stand there for 10 minutes. What you're doing is you're realigning your body to this where the sun is. I know some persons out there is like, this sounds like hippy-dippy stuff. No, it's not. It's actually, it's science. You can go check it out. So when you're out in nature and when when you go out, which was what to do in the waiting, you're actually being amongst God's presence. For working out, not only is it releasing toxins when you sweat, but then also releasing chemicals in our body that heal us, mm-hmm. it also clears our mind for the things that are weighing us down. Wow. So we have to think of alternatives, healthy coping mechanisms. People say coping mechanisms are bad. No, bad coping mechanisms are bad. <laughs> right. This is why we I talk should about learn to cope. make out and take out, take out. We're going to, we're going to eat when we're sad. Yeah. We're going to eat our feelings. When we are lonely, we're going to make out with whomever, whenever, however, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I wanted it to be very like bail. Talk to me a minute about in marriage. Is there times when Making out or sex are a bad coping strategy in marriage with your husband or wife? You know, I want to default to some experts. What I will say just in like pastoring people through that, yes, I I have seen it. Yeah, I want to make sure that there is. That's not just a single problem of like hitting up the last guy that you were seeing and saying, Mm -hmm. come watch a movie. It it, is in marriage, you can go toward sex or physical relationship in an unhealthy way. And the flip side, with your partner when married, you can go to not having sex. Ah. Uh. And what you're doing is you're isolating as a coping mechanism. Got it. Okay. So it's it hits double ways. Yeah. Um, when you're single and you're choosing that, that's one thing. But when you're married and you're choosing not to have sex or choosing to engage in sex as a coping mechanism, both are unhealthy. It's a it's why I love talking about that the Bible invites us to sexual purity mm-hmm. because that is not about when do you have sex. It is about oh, yeah. for your whole life. Yes. Whether you are married or single, yeah. what does it look like to be sexually pure? Your yeah. sexual purity as a married woman is different than mine. Totally. But your motive going into sex with your husband or going into sex with your wife matters Yes, just as much, whether that's a coping in a healthy way or coping in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Just as much as whoever I text. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Great. I didn't know that. Thank you for teaching me that. <laughs> I think that's so important because half our friends listening are married and yeah. they're going, uh, make it out. In my, I haven't ever had an affair. You're like, no, how you treat your husband is a coping mechanism. And how you are just having sex to cover maybe bad behavior and you're using it uh, and you're weaponizing it. And so your husband brings up an issue with you and instead of addressing the issue, you just... You take your shirt off. Yep. Okay. Go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you're this waiting in Malta part of it, yeah. how long do we wait? I mean, how long's Paul there? How long are we waiting? How mm. do we know that Rome is ever coming? I mean, that's... Mm. So you and I can have this conversation. We don't know that my husband's ever coming, I hope, but mm. what if Rome doesn't come? So, for some biblical context, Paul the Apostle is uh, accused in kangaroo court of some issues, and he, as a Roman citizen, has the right to appeal to Caesar. And so the Jewish council is like, oh, well, to appeal to Caesar, to Caesar you shall go. So they put him on a boat that is going to Rome, the yeah. most powerful place in the world to yeah. speak to the most powerful man in the world. Yep. This is happening. This is happening. Yep. Paul knows that he's going to go to Rome because that was the destination, but it was also confirmed through an angel. God spoke to Paul, but then a, a, a physical manifestation of an angel appears to Paul in the middle of a storm and t- tells him it will happen. Wow. So Paul has a confirmation. So anyone out there that's like, I don't know if Rome is happening. Do you have a promise from God that you know God has told you mm. this will happen? Mm. 
Now, I could say, the Lord has promised me a six-pack. I, I don't have a word from God on that. Right, you know, right, I just right, made right, that up. That's a desire. Right, right. I, I want a Ferrari. That's a desire. Right. But if the, the Lord has promised some things in my heart, Annie, that I have not seen, and in yeah. full candor and disclosure, the reason why this chapter meant so much to me is because I, I am on Malta. Wow. I am on Malta. The Lord has shown me what our church will be. The Lord has shown me the call of my life and the things that he's going to do through me. Yeah. I'm nowhere near Rome. It hadn't happened in an I'm hour. nowhere near Rome. Yeah. But one of the things I just never saw in this passage was that Malta, which means refuge, the <laughs> Lord will provide refuge in the midst of our storms. Wow. And allow us to heal and remind us that what was intended to take you out hasn't. Mm. So for those familiar with Acts chapter 26 and 27, Paul is bit by a viper while building a fire on this island called Refuge. His life is insane. It just gets worse. (laughs) You know, I'm just like, he has every reason to be like, that's it. Uh I quit. I'm done. Goodbye. Sayonara. See you later. Adios. I'm done. And yet he still perseveres. And what we see is the fruit of his perseverance, not just through the course of his life, but the course of his writings that are read by billions of people. And our lives are transformed. Our theology is understood because of the writings of this man. So he is bitten by a snake. What I didn't see is that a chapter later, when he's invited to a house of prominence. So here is this prisoner invited to a house of prominence and there's ministry to be done on Malta. He did not know that. So one of the things that Ah, I just see is that that, that our adversity could lead to doors of opportunity. So whatever you're going through right now, people have to hold on. You know what? I don't know why I'm here, but the Lord is going to use me here. Now, if Paul was just like, bump it, I'm gone, and goes and, you know, ends his life in the ocean, uh, which is a choice. An option. And it's an option. I think that about Jonah all the time. Right. You didn't have to, you could have drowned yourself in there. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So Paul had lots of options. And when invited to this house of prominence, he didn't have to go, but he did. Yeah. And so when the Lord opens doors, walk through them. And at what point did Paul realize, I'm here for a reason? Because Paul laid his hands, scripture says in Acts 27, that he laid his hands on Publius's dad. One, what an unfortunate name. Uh, like yeah. Publius, it's just, it's just, I'm so sad. So close yes. to some other, yeah. But he was an official and a bad and bougie, you know, yeah. guy that's, that's on the island. And Paul laid hands on his father. Hands. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So the hands, just three days earlier, the hand that was bitten is the same hand that healed. So what I'm holding on to in my Malta is all the things that the enemy is throwing at me and how many vipers have been hanging off of me. How many people in my life that have been snakes and are hanging off of me and people are looking at me to curl up and die, to shake an angry fist and say, bump you, God, I'm done. But what I am holding on to is the hands that are bitten are the hands that are going to heal. That's it. And Paul does get to Malta. I mean, yep. Paul does get to Rome. Yep. Paul gets to Rome. And so for people out there that are like, well, I don't know if Rome's coming. Did God promise you Rome? Yeah. That's then right. wait on Malta and do ministry in the waiting. My theory with the Lord has always been, I will either get to the Romes you've promised or I will see you first. Mm. And if I see you first, then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it. What I, and yeah. I will understand. But I'm not going to give up on Rome mm. until I see the Lord. Amen. That's my, I mean, and that isn't for everyone assuming. That is not just about getting married or having kids. <laughs> that is about ministry I want to do. That is about yeah. hope for my family. That is about who, what I want to do with my life. There are all these, like you, you and I are big dreamers about what God has invited us to mm-hmm. do on this planet. Mm-hmm. I have a lot I haven't seen. I have a list I haven't seen that I get super frustrated and say, to the Lord, hey, hanging on my wall where I pray is a list of things I want you to do that I think are what you've called me to. Mm. But you have to open the doors. I can't open the doors and you're not opening the doors. Yeah. But man, you even saying like, he had no idea that on Malta there was ministry there. Yeah. And that it was a refuge. Yeah. Come on. I know. When That's I read that, I was like, I wanted I wanted to get a praise hanky. I was at That's my it. desk. Don't ask me why I had a white cloth napkin on my desk. I have I, no idea. But I literally raised it and uh-huh. I said, oh, Jesus. Yes. Oh, Jesus. You're too funny. Yeah. People say who God's not funny. He's oh. ironic. Oh. He is very Jewish. He is so ironic. And it's funny to me. Yes. It's so funny. I love it. And then people are like, the Bible's boring. No, you're boring. <laughs> That's why you don't see it. Right. He's so fun. God is so fun. That's right. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Dr. Moore says in his book is we were taught to be scripture scripture quoters, not scripture readers. Mm. And I was like, oh boy, that is so true. That is so true. Um, Okay, B, anything we didn't say about the book you want to make sure we say? I just want to encourage somebody. I really do feel like there's people, there's a a heaviness and a darkness on uh, the globe, not just our nation. And if I could just bring a little light of hope to somebody who just feels like the quit isn't quitting a job or quitting a relationship. The quit is quitting life. 
they might never ever get this book, but I just want to say that your life has value. Your life has worth. Yes. And there's ministry on multi to be done. Yes. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't Don't give give up. up. Just put one foot in front of you. Has numbered your days. Amen. Don't number your days. Amen. He has numbered your days. Yeah. I yeah. That is a good word. And we are thankful for the friends who are hearing that today that really need to hear that today. Thank this you, is friend. the day they need to hear that. Okay, before we go, we got to talk about two more things. Yeah. You know I'm going to ask you what sounds fun to you because it is your fifth time on the Yay. show. But also, can we talk about A21, particularly Charlie and Annie, <gasps> my two newest best friends in the honestly, world? Honestly, my life is forever impacted and better because of Charlie Blythe and Annie Dollarhide. Uh, I know that's not her new last name, but I met her as Dollarhide. She has a very Greek last name. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was going to attempt it, and I'm too embarrassed. I, I, I can read I it to you on my phone. Yeah. I can't tell you. I mean, we were in Greece for eight minutes, and we're like, hi, can we be friends forever? Yes. I mean, I love yes. the whole staff of A21 in Greece that I met. I love them all. You're texting me pictures of you guys, <laughs> and I have mad FOMO. <laughs> Don't do that to Enneagram 7. Was I was so like, fun. I want to have halloumi and, and, yes. and eat there with you guys, too. Yes. This is so sad. It was great. Love I mean, them. Love Annie them. and Charlie, what, they're, they're the kind of women that you go like, oh, you've given your life to something. Yes. And people may know you or may not. A lot of people yeah. know Charlie and Annie, but yep. a lot of people know Charlie. For, and, and it is just... I think they're so fun. Yes. We had the best time. I'm sorry we live in three different countries. I know. It makes it I complicated know. to so go to complicated. the pool together. So complicated. But you know the best thing about them is that their spouses are awesome too. Yeah. So like shout out to Dan Blythe because yes. <laughs> I thought Charlie was so cool. She's like so posh and like, yeah. eh, eh, and she only lives in black and white. And yeah. she's very English, right? And then I meet her husband, Dan, and I was like, you're so cool. Like, I'm all my homeschool dorkiness is like revealed in front of you. They're the coolest, most beautiful, most kindest, most spiritual cu- couple. I love them. And then Annie and Aris love them to bits and pieces. They have the amazing like love story. Oh, and their love just, story is so sweet. So I should have it's them so on. Wouldn't that be fun? <gasps> oh my gosh. That Maybe sounds like fun. Maybe they'll do for Valentine's because their love story, when she was, because she told it to me. Yes. Of course, because we were there a ton, yes. a ton of time together. Spans I, three countries, yes. seven years. I mean, yes. come and on. him being a lot younger, and yeah. the whole thing. The whole thing. I, and she just being like, I don't want to get married. I'm just going to serve the Lord. And he'll be like, I think I And then the date. spirit of cougar will come over uh, you and yeah. then you will rock the cradle and start <laughs> dating right. a fetus. And I'm That's like, here <laughs> for it. Come on. Oh, come I love on. both. I need to have both those couples on. I just, it'd be it, so fun. I really, I felt like it was a, it was truly God's gift to me. <gasps> Wait a minute. I have this vision of grandeur. If they come out here and yes. if it happens, you I'm flying come? here. Oh, please. I'm flying here. I won't be on the show. I'll just be the live no, studio audience come. and like a menu. We They're found the best. a pool in Athens, Greece oh, on gosh. the actual hottest oh, day. We found it on the internet and you paid. It was the top of a hotel and the hotel just let people pay Stop. to go to the pool. And we had like five hours that afternoon. So the three of us Stop. hike our tail feathers across Athens, Greece. Oh my gosh. Sweating. It was 108 degrees. We were sweating and dying to the pool on the rooftop and we had lunch and had drinks. Oh, and we that did, sounds like it a It was dream. the best. We sat in the shade except Charlie. I was like, Charlie, it's 108 degrees. She's like, I live in London. I can't do exactly. her accent. You can do her accent. She's like, I live in London. I'm cold all the time. This feels great. And yes. me and Annie were both like, uh-uh. Annie's uh-uh. in the shade. Annie's in the shade. Oh, I just love them. I'm so I glad you got it. to work with them for a season and I did. stay friends with them. So good, I had to sing their praises while we yeah. were together. Okay, B, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. I'm going to tell myself and tell you that I love Tyler Sheridan. I think he is so fun. And Yellowstone, 1886. I mean, all of it. All of it. All Tulsa of it. Tulsa King? Uh, you know, okay, that's my next one. That's yeah. my next one. Is it bad, though? Somebody's always kind of bad. Oh, I don't know. I'm only four episodes in. So if oh, anybody's well, watched the whole thing and it's pretty bad. I saw it on my flight home from Greece. It was on, there okay. were three of them were on there. And I've watched three in one. Okay, then that is next. I mean, Yellowstone isn't good. I mean, bad as in like, it's um, not enjoyable. Like violent or something. Yeah, but they take him to the train station okay. on Yellowstone. So it's not like we're not True. seeing violence True. on Yellowstone. So <laughs> I like that you've drawn a really bizarre line <laughs> between Yellowstone. Okay, can I tell I you another know. thing that's okay, fine? Okay, so that's what you love. Those are your what? Well, uh, there's 18 one. 18 Yes, and okay. then also um, the bear. I loved the bear. Okay, honestly, honestly, you know they're in season two, right? Oh, I've already watched season two. Oh, oh gosh, I'm behind. Oh, you haven't seen season two and you uh, feel this after season one? Listen, I wrote a book, sister. Beyond okay, that? I have been under no, a rock. I'm thrilled you know? for you because season two is is the exhale of beauty 
that you didn't know TV could do. Okay, it's so good. It's so good. I, it's I so am so good. happy you haven't seen season two. So for you guys who have not watched it, The Bear is about a chef, yes. a Michelin star chef yes. who has to go Three back. Three Michelin star chef. Yes. Yes. Has to go back, which could you speak your and my love language more than Michelin stars? No. Okay. <laughs> no. That is, that is, if Michelin stars are my love language. Oh, Take yes. me to a restaurant. Yes. I will not buy a piece of clothing for a year. Because we're experienced. Because I just want to. Yes. Yes. I yes. want to eat at places that I have experiences yes. and wear the same shirt for two years. Watch me not care. Love it. So anyway, he's he comes back and runs his brother's sandwich shop because his yes. brother dies. Okay. So season one is great. But season two, Bianca, they kind of dive into each person who works at the bear. Okay. It, uh, dude. Okay, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm so excited. And then the last thing that is so fun. But they say the F word a lot, everybody. Just your warning. FYI, yes. There's not a lot of scenes that you, there's not a lot of violence. There's not a lot of sex or nudity, but they do say the F word. But it is, it looks like a kitchen. That's really, it's It's a a very realistic kitchen. Yes, yes. Last thing, last thing. Tennis has been my new obsession. What? I have been playing tennis. Thank you for not saying pickleball. You're like the real deal Listen, pickleball versus people who can't play tennis. Okay. (laughs) Someone just needs to tell the truth. I saw you playing on Instagram with someone recently. You posted about it. I did a tournament. Yes, I did. I did a turn. I hosted a tournament. I, I, people at church, they were like, "Oh, we want to beat you, Pastor B." And I was like, uh, "Okay, good luck." Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "There's no way that they could beat their pastor." Yes. like that. I, for the sake of the gospel, that can't happen. Right. How, how could I shepherd them <laughs> if I can't beat them? You know, uh, I did lose. So anyway, um, yeah, it's all good. No, but I, I love it. It's been. Um, I've played recreationally here and there, but yeah. uh, post COVID and pastoring, it was um, it was a really hard season, really yeah. dark season, and yeah. so I needed joy. Yeah, and uh, I picked up I picked up tennis, and, my, and I, you I, love it. Yeah. And I love it. It's my it's my fun hobby. Great. I play at least once a week. Where are you getting your tennis gear, your clothing? Are you a Lulu I'm on, girl? I'm on a girl. I am on a pastor's budget. I'm like, what's that? Nordstrom rack clearance. Yeah, I've got some deals. Yeah. I got some deals. <laughs> now for the tennis tournament, I did check my budget and I said my tennis partner and I we have to have matching outfits. Yeah, so I, I got, got us that. Nike headbands and Cute. Nike tops, and we look we looked the part. You did. I'm showing up like Angebert. Like, yeah. look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So a little television and a little tennis. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Ob, I can't wait for people to read this book. I love you so much. I Thanks for you, being Annie. on here. Thanks for being my friend. Welcome back. Thank Five you. times. We'll have you again anytime. (laughs) I love you so much. Love you. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? She's just the best. Okay, grab a copy of Bianca's new book, Grit Don't Quit. This is a great one for a book club. Y'all get a bunch of them, get together and read it. Be sure you're subscribed to the We're Going There podcast and follow her on social media. Tell her thanks for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And don't forget, you can follow That Sounds Fun podcast on Instagram. It is That Sounds Fun podcast with Sir from extra fun things there. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we will see you back here on Monday with the amazing Brie McCoy. She is so delightful, y'all. She is who we need on a Monday. So we'll see you back here Monday.